Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Are You Having a Draft? Are you? We did. We did. Excellent segue. The season has started. This is what we would call episode one, match day one, game day one, whatever you want to put it. This is this is our game day. This is our first game day of the season. My name is Bradley James and I am joined by Marcus Ellard. Hello, Marcus. Hi, mate. You all right? How good was draft day? It was. It was. In fact, it was the most epic draft day yet, I think. Wow. I mean, we did quite we did a fair lot. bit. We did a lot. Draft day itself lasted longer than Glastonbury. <laughs> uh, and That's because of the extra special measures we went through this year, I think. Which you will be hearing and seeing uh, probably on our social media platforms. At Having a Draft. At Having a Draft, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, our first episode, we've had to break it up a bit. So our first episode is interviewing the drafters pre-draft, seeing where the head's at. And taking care of those interviews is our producer, Zach Brown. The Louis Theroux of drafting fantasy football. Oh, yeah, he really did. He really was. He, he got in there. He, I'm worried about what I said now. I would be too, because once Louis Theroux's been through... <laughs> he should use that. So, here we go with the first part of the season. Over to our interview extraordinaire. Exciting, being being. Yeah. Am I the first outsider to ever be at the draft? Uh, yeah, really, like hundred percent. Really, yeah. Your so we had obviously uh, Matt who did the photos earlier. He oh, he wasn't he was allowed to photos like, but not wasn't allowed in. But he's not here at the minute, so don't shut that. Yeah, so you're basically the first. You're yeah, basically the first <laughs> outsider of the draft. I'm honoured. So straight off the bat, Matt. Who's his name? His name's Will. Okay. He was with us all day. Cut it out then. <laughs> How are you feeling about this? <laughs> I mean, it was, it's, it's quite full on. When yeah. everyone's wearing their kit, I was like... Oh, <laughs> this, has never happened. <laughs> yeah. this has never happened before. I was before. like, what? when I saw Brummer open the door, I was like, oh shit. What about but this has never happened back? before because <laughs> this is only happening because we're doing the podcast. Oh, really? Like, usually, oh, this isn't every year. No, usually we're in, we're in like, everyone will try and beat each other on like finding having the best football kit so I wore last year I wore like a 1980s Leicester City one but other people will wear like an obscure Bayern Munich one or they'll wear like <laughs> an old Arsenal one or like an old England one I love these kids and I yeah. pictured you wearing them every year just being like, no. yeah, rocking up <laughs> this is the first time with the full you got shin pads in it I know I've, yeah I've took them out <laughs> um, how confident are you this season I am confident for I'm, a, I'm confident again for a top four finish I think I had good tactics last year. I'm where, going. Huh? Where did you come last year? Third. So I need to be. I, so okay. I feel like I feel like a top. I feel like a top three is not out of reach because I've got the same sort of tactics, done the same sort of research, um, and I mean winning it would be amazing. And it's last year I kept on top of it all the way through. And if I do the same this year, I think I could definitely be, definitely top three. 
<laughs> top three, no, top, top three, yeah. definitely, definitely <laughs> top three. Up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I can't. This my highest position. I can't slip behind my highest position. That's what my that's what my objective yeah. is. Yeah. Which player would you most like to sign? I think <laughs> because it's hilarious. No, actually, you know what? No, I was going to say Andy Robertson because he got absolutely loads of bonus points last season. Everyone was joking about how many bonus points he got all the time. But him and Trent Alexander, Trent Alexander Arnold mm-hmm. were both sort of were there or thereabouts, but people didn't notice Trent for some reason mm-hmm. um, because he was just sort of. And I had him in my team, so I think I'd like one of them to again this year because they're both because they're wing backs for Liverpool. Liverpool are like are firing on all cylinders, and with their type of play, I think Robertson and or Trent Alexander Arnold because you'll have a safe defence and also you get points for attacking. <laughs> that was a, that was a great answer. Thanks, <laughs> and Liverpool players. You know, I know. So, yeah. You know, I did that just for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, which individual player will score the most points? I think. <laughs> I think the last couple of seasons we've have we've had like Aubameyang, we've had Salah, and Aguero is always up there. But I think with Raheem, I think Raheem Sterling, this could be his season, because he just seems to be under Pep at Man City, getting better and better. I think this could be his season. And I don't think he'll go, this will be interesting, I don't think he'll go for as much points as the three people that I just mentioned. Oh, wow. So he's, he's going to be your, like, I'd quite later on in the draft? Like, no, I think, he, I think he'll go really early on, but I've, got okay. my, I've definitely got my eyes on Sterling. Okay. Uh, okay, next question. If not you, which draft did he want to win? Andy O'Neill. Andy O'Neill. Yeah, I'd like, quite like Andy O'Neill to win. He's always a bridesmaid. Never the bride, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, I'd like this year. He's here every year. Like, he almost missed the birth of his first child to be here a couple of years ago. Like, he's the nicest guy. Like, we've got a couple of drafters that are here because of him. Uh, Yeah, it'd be great for Andy to win. If it wasn't me, obviously. (laughs) Uh, Which drafter do you most want to see finish in the catering zone? Yare. (laughs) <laughs> that was really 100%. quick that was just like, Yare, Yare, because Yare loves it loves the draft the minute we get here he's talking about tactics he's talking about pre-season he's talking about this he's talking about that and it's hilarious <laughs> it would be hilarious if he finished in the bottom three like, or to win the wooden spin would be brilliant because he talks the talk but can he walk the walk I love that that's almost like do you know the Australian tall poppy syndrome thing go on so it's like when someone's like really into it and they're getting like a bit too big for their boots. It's mm. like a tall poppy. They almost seem like cutting down. <laughs> That's like, definitely yes. Yari's got tall poppy syndrome. <laughs> um, so, uh, which drafter drafter do you think will win? Again, if it's not me this year, if it's not me, I'd like Andy O'Neill to win. I'm whispering, they're going to hear this anyway. <laughs> what am I talking about? Yeah. If it's not me, I'd like Andy O'Neill to win. But if it's not me, I feel like because Bradley's like not won since the first season. <laughs> I feel like he's going to have to pull out all the stops this year. He's going to have to. So have I to think, especially this is a year with the podcast. It's a year. It's the inaugural podcast year. I think. I think. The, I think. I think. Yeah, he's good. He's going to have to pull out all the stops. So I think he could win. Cool. So what? What's your strategy? My strategy, because I've been like the last couple of seasons, I've taken it a lot more seriously, and that's basically involved watching all the games I can. I've actually. Moved into when I moved into my new flat, I actually have paid extra for Sky Sports. I watch as many games as I can. I've also been streaming stuff that I shouldn't have been streaming. Um, I've also been watching a lot of championship games to watch like the clubs that are coming up. And also, a lot of my strategy looks. What I do is I sort of look at the previous two or three years and what people, what certain players have scored, and how I think they'd fit into a team. So it's basically about previous. It's about previous performances and also, um, it's about previous performances basically. Previous seasons data. Yeah, I think so. I yeah, like yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's how I do it. As well. you, you love a bit of data. Yeah. I love, I love <laughs> the data. The yeah. data. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, who's your biggest rival? <sighs> biggest rival, Brummit. I think Brummit is. <laughs> this is this is quite funny. Um, I still owe Brummett, and I'm, I'm going to say this now because I know it, I still owe him £100 from a couple of seasons ago. Um, obviously, £100 cash isn't anything to be sniffed at, so like having it spare to give to Brummett on draft day is always a bit tight. But I owe it to him. I will definitely pay my debts. But I always feel like, because we had this night out where we were all drinking and having a good night, Brummett got the shots in, 
and he went, I bet you £100 that I'll finish above you in the draft. And he was about three places below me. I was like, you won't, you won't, you absolutely won't. I'll def-. Then I got a couple of injuries. He had players come back and then he, he finished like one, one place above me. So I owe him 100 quid. So I think, I think Brummett is my... I think Brummett is my... Brummett. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Um, what would you give to win the draft? Just, just to please, but I would miss... I would miss... it if, if a friend's wedding fell on the draft day, I would miss a wedding to win the draft. That's a great answer. And, <laughs> and on, on weddings, where, where were you on Friday? I was at a wedding. <laughs> I was at a wedding this week. And the thing is, I even, it's like Stacey, my other half, she's Stacey's best, best, best friend. And when she said it was like this weekend, I thought, my God, it's this weekend. But they had it on a Thursday. Like, so on Friday, I was coming back from the wedding on Friday. The wedding was on Thursday. I did my research on Friday and Saturday, ready for the draft day. Here we are. That's great. I just read your um, shirt as well, weddings. That's my sponsor. Yeah, I love of course that. it is. <laughs> There we go, Marcus. It was me. It was you. It was me. First victim, oh, Marcus no. Ellard. Zach sort of... Zach's name in it, isn't he? Lulled you into a false sense of security there with kind of some friendly chat and then boom, straight in with the first question. Then he was like, great answer. Which I'll point out, it was the first answer he'd heard. <laughs> he had nothing to compare it to. <laughs> I set the bar very low. You just went, he went, great answer. I've never heard a better one. Which is true. Yeah, I, I want to point out to uh, everyone, like you'll miss a friend's wedding. You, like, I think, I think, I think the sunshine got to me. It's so vague. <laughs> like the number to of win people. The, to win the draft. Yeah, you would give up a random friend's birth, like a wedding. To win the draft? Yeah, what if it was like an actual vague. friend? You've got, you've got about 50 people you call your best friend. You've got about 2,000 people oh, you call your this friend. Is, I can't believe I've given up my evening for this. That's <laughs> abuse. Mate, Moving you on. You can't get away with it. I'm glad, I'm glad you think I'm going to win. Uh, that was prior to <laughs> me drafting Fabian Delph. <laughs> your first pick. Your first pick. Well, your first... I mean, he went for a whopping four points. Method to my madness, my friend. I'm sure, mate. We can't wait to find out. Okay, next we went in the room after you. You remember? Is it Champione? No. Oh. It was the oh, Cerebral oh, himself. <laughs> the Cerebral. Here we go. Get comfy, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. This one take. We had to edit this heavily because uh, Yare can talk uh, about fantasy football. But here he is. Yare Yegbafume, the Cerebral Assassin. How confident are you this season? Ha! <laughs> I'm the cerebral assassin, man. I'm always confident every season. Um, but yeah, this season in particular, I was told under no uncertain terms by the missus, I better win it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. so there's a threat there. Got you. Yeah, but it's game on. And uh, which player would you most like to sign? Oh, I'm trying to avoid the big boys at the moment because everyone goes after the Salas mm. and the Sterlings. Even the Bamians, yeah, but yeah. Lucas Moura got my eye on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think he could do something decent this season, especially with Tottenham. Yeah. yeah. Which player is your, your under the radar tip? I would say Lucas Moura, definitely under the radar. Yeah. I think he's definitely one that can think could do well this season. Um, oh, I'm trying to go through it. I'm trying to scan through all the teams really quickly. Trossard, I'd think of, of yeah. Brighton. He's a lad they bought from, I think, Genk, I think it is. Um, and you're not sure what Graham Potter could do with them, actually, because he's quite interesting as a character. So I'd look. I know everyone says sort of avoid Brighton because he might go down this season because of what Chris Hutton did with them last season. Yeah. Um, but Trossard is one I'm looking at at the moment. I think he's quite interesting. As an under-the-radar sort of player. Yeah, yeah. I might do so. so actually, there's one lad. Actually, yeah. Drimmage, um from Norwich. He's a striker, the Swiss international. Okay. He scored a hat-trick, I think, in his first game in pre-season. Wow. Uh, I think it was against Luton as well. Are you so? Are you going to save him for like your yeah. later on in the draft? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. save him for later on. Actually, he's definitely made a note of him already. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping no one else. Is. I didn't mention him because I'm always sort of throwing little things out there to try and confuse people. Um, that's the whole you know cerebral assassin uh, moniker I actually started from was that like just trying to troll like you know bits of um, 
say great assault of people so yeah. like oh actually I'm looking try not to send but he's definitely what I'm looking at as sort of a third striker which individual player do you, do you think will score the most points I don't want to go with the Salah the usual one because I'm a bit more of a, I'm a bit more of a risk taker if Leroy Sané doesn't go to Bayern Munich this season I think Sané could do something this season because last season when I had him he was he was in decent form and I thought he would have done what Sterling done last year. That's why I sort of banked very high on him last year. I'm sort of thinking of him again this season. I think he could do something special, Sane. Uh, so if not you, which drafter do you want to win? None of them. <laughs> 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 Absolutely not. Um, I do give him a lot of grief, actually. But I would like to see Wolf win it, actually. I do give him a lot of grief, actually. I think we do as a group, actually. He's the one that we don't want to win, but... As a guy like I, I think he'd be funny if he wanted. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think yeah. his video would be hilarious, and yeah. I think the years of frustration, you know, yeah. what I mean, from getting absolutely ribbed by all of us, and yeah. <laughs> he would just like. I think his video would be brilliant. Uh, yeah, Wolf. Yeah, it'd be controversial, Wolf. And uh, so on the flip side, which drafter do you not want to win? Oh, that's a tough one, there. God, I love everybody. Mantle, not a chance. <laughs> nah, I can't. Yeah, I love Matt. I love everybody to death, and I love. But Madly can't do it. Like he's so consi- he's so frustratingly consistent every year. He's always in the top two. He, he just and he and he doesn't know he doesn't buy anyone for mad money. Like he sort of he's got eagle eyes, like you know what I mean? And he's yeah. a bit he's got there's a bit of a cerebral assassin in him as well. You know, he can know mm. he throws he likes to throw the old dead cat on the table sometimes. He's always one to watch actually, um, what he's doing, but I don't want him to win in no way. I want the star first before he can get it. Like. <laughs> Um, and uh, so, which drafter do you most want to see finish in the catering zone? Oh, Mantle. Hundred <laughs> percent, never going to happen. But I'd love to see him catering actually one year. Yeah, Mantle all day long. I'd love to see him in the catering zone. Yeah, just was... have one bad year, mate, man. I've been so consistent. It's not fun. <laughs> what's What's your strategy this year? Do you know what I? I normally research every season. Like there's mm-hmm. no tomorrow. Um, but and now this is not going out now until afterwards, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh well, I'm going to tell you about my strategy right now. I'm no, I've no compunction. Normally, every year I always try and go for big players straight away. I'm going to hit everybody with the transfer straight away for the first four or five rounds. I'm going to go transfer one, transfer two, try everything for my turn. Because what happens then is that everyone gets focused straight away. And go, oh my god, the transfers! You know who's going to yeah. be a big player? Like Diabala's coming in, Manzuka just coming into the season. Moise Keane's not on the system yet, but people are sort of. I think people are looking at him at the moment, and the possibility of Coutinho might be coming back to the Premier League. So all that's in everybody's head. So if that's the case, then you can start picking off the people that you want. If people are getting bogged down in the first four transfers. So is, is, this, is this a new strategy? It's a new strategy. It's the first time I've ever done it. But it's the only thing I could think of because when I was researching, every year I'm always trying to think of something different. Yeah. Like last year, I tried to pump up the value of everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if, if I can't remember what I did, but for example, Salah came out, Salah came out, would have gone mm-hmm. 35 points. Let's go. Now that way, like everyone's just like, oh my God, that's too high. <laughs> so literally, and I, and, I, and I actually sort of shot myself in the foot with that last year, especially with Sane mm-hmm. and Ozil. Wow. But this year I'm going to go through the transfer because I think people will be thinking what big players possibly coming this winter. Sorry, um, sorry, uh, this autumn. So yeah. people will be sort of thinking, oh my God, I don't want to miss out on transfer. Do you, do you think it could backfire? Or no? no, I don't think it will. <laughs> I think it'll work. Yeah. I think if people are thinking the sort of players that are possibly coming into the league this season, yeah. I think it might work. And then that gives me an opening to try and go for the players that I genuinely want. So yeah, that's my strategy. That's great. I yeah, like yeah. That. So who, who's your biggest rival? I'm going to go Bradley, actually. See, Bradley's a weird one, actually, because when he won it in the first season, he hasn't really come close to it again. Because sometimes, he, at the start, he, he's a bit of a weird one because he picks... Sometimes he doesn't get his picks right at the very, very start. But then he sort of, once he gets into it, into the flow of it, he's very hard to stop sometimes. And he's very clever on the trades as well. He's not afraid to lose like two decent players if it gets a one big player like he plays a sort of risk reward very very well and he's the only he's a gambler he's a bit of a sort of a gambler so yeah I, I think Bradley's a threat this season Mantle's always going to be a threat because he's always quite consistent and yeah. he's a sort of like oh well me you know I'm going to have a player that's injured Robertson's got another bonus points you know I mean, stop that be just be aggressive man you know what I mean don't yeah. be afraid to gamble 
Oh, sick. Um, and uh, what would you give to win the draft? I'm going to say my wife will get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> She'll divorce me tomorrow. <laughs> um, oh, what would I give up to win it? Oh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. I'm not going to say my dogs. My wife will kill me as well. I'd give up Byron's for a year. I actually okay. would. Yeah, I actually would, actually, just to win the draft. I'd give up Byron's yeah. for a year. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Because it's just something about this draft is really special. It's not the same as sort of when you're playing with your mates on fantasy football and it's sort yeah. of, you know, everyone can pick, you know what I mean, the same players. This is much more cerebral. It's much more methodical, much more analytical, you know, that way. And, and it makes you think a lot more. That's the beauty about this season or the, every season. That's why I, th I find it very, very special. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm happy just to get that second star. 100% will give up Byron's for a year. I had to think about that because they've got really great chocolate malt shakes, man. <laughs> yeah. And to give that up here for a hour to get, if it gets a second star and a bit of... <laughs> You know what I mean? Ribbing oh. everybody else, I'm all right with that, man. And it's, it's on tape now. Well. Yeah, it's on so, tape yeah. now. So like, yeah, later I'm gonna have to do, which I'm happy to do. You know, I'll just sit in there and drink water. <laughs> and uh, final question: In your own words, what is nows? Ah, <laughs> do you know what? Actually, it's that it's that ability to be sort of tactically astute, is what I say. Shout out where, like, for example, like Mantle's got decent nows. Actually, he's he's tactically astute. I always give. I, 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 do you know what? In a sense, now it's sort of it's a cerebral assassin. It's part of the moniker, you know. In a sense, it just throws people off the scent of different things. And for me, I use it to try and throw people off. I mean, <laughs> where do we start? He see cerebral assassin. See, it should be a contradictory assassin. What is he talking about? A brief insight there into the tangled labyrinth of a mind of the cerebral assassin. Do you know what's interesting? Like, because mm. what so I when I came because I remember now I came down after my interview and he's like, but seriously, like, do they talk about tactics? Am I going to have to give up my tactics? And I went, you know what, mate, just sort of make it vague. Like, if you're uncomfortable with telling your, your tactics, just make it vague. He basically told us his full tactics <laughs> for like the last four seasons. Did he? Or was oh, he being wait. the cerebral assassin? Uh, who knows? Who knows? Who um, knows? One of my favourite bits is the fact that his under the radar player is a guy who scored a hat trick in the Champions League <laughs> semi final. <to laughs> yeah. Drag, single handedly drag Tottenham <laughs> into the final. Um, but he does recover when he whips out Trossard and then a guy I've never even heard of called Drimmich from Norwich. No. Um, Leroy Sana, Sana, Leroy Sane, easy for me to say, highest points. Absolutely never going to happen. It's, it's a, I mean, it's that's not, what I love about Yari. Like, it's, it's nuts, that kind of I thought he statement. got him confused with Sa Sadio Mane. I right. I thought he got it, I thought, oh, wait a minute, what's he, but, uh, no. It's what, but that's why I love it. Yeah. Sh like, as he says, shoots from shoots the hip. Shoots in the hip. That's the quote of the thing. Um, oh, how much does he like Byron's? <laughs> Mate, he's obviously got a share. I can't even remember the last time I had one. He Let must alone... love it enough to go and sit in there and drink water, apparently. For <laughs> I don't know like, what he that just, means. He, he can go to another burger restaurant. Oh, Zach, Zach must have been thinking, what, who is this guy? Yeah, we, we put him on the spot there. But um, I think, I feel people are going to listen to that and think either they... love or... I don't think they're going to hate, no. Yari, I think I think there's going to be people who completely jam with his vibe, and I think there'll also be people that think he's actually having a secret love affair with Jonathan Wolf. Wolf or Mantle? There was a lot. He of talks like, a lot about Wolf. Don't play a drinking game with the number of times he mentions Mantle. <laughs> no, maybe because you'll be smashed. <laughs> yeah, you'll be smashed in about ten minutes. Oh, loving um, this. That was Yari there. Uh, gold, loving it. Love what he gives us. Who's next? Next is Matthew Melalu. How confident are you this season? <laughs> um, I am confident of absolutely nothing. I'll always uh, get involved, do my best. But the, the rule for me is stay out of the catering zone. If I can get top, top half of the table, I'm happy. If I can make life a little bit difficult for the top three, that's a result. <laughs> yeah, That's great. Which player would you most like to sign? So famously last year... I spent all my points on uh, Mo Salah. Means I'm not catering today. I would love to be able to to sign him again, but he's going to be too expensive. Um, I would be tempted by maybe Kane, Aubameyang, Aguero, one marquee signing. 
yeah. then after that, you've got to kind of fill in the gaps. And um, following up from that, which individual player will score the most points, This coming year, it's going to be hard to bet against Mo Salah again. If he has a stable year, like he isn't too injured, he's always, he's always great. Mm. If it's not going to be him, it could be one of the Man City boys who really just kicks on and scores a load. If you have Aguero fit for the season, job done. Um, if not you, which drafter do you want to win? I want Matt Bromit to win because he's the stat man. He's always been great fun uh, ever since he first joined. Yeah. And he's just come off a year off. So oh, yeah. if he he's, can come he, back with a bang. He's had that year nice. away of putting together a spreadsheet. For... A whole year of sitting there doing research and watching <laughs> nothing but, you know, third tier German league football just just on the off chance that one of them makes it into, <laughs> into a premiership team so which drafter do you not want to win oh it's unanimous Wolf can never ever win the draft no chance I've known him for over a decade I went to drama school with him I've seen him in his best and his worst if he wins the draft we're all leaving <laughs> it would not, life would not be worth living <laughs> And which, which drafter do you most want to see finish in the catering zone? <laughs> <laughs> uh, similar note, it would be great to see Wolf in the catering zone. Um, both he and I, before drama school, were chefs, so um, the food would be pretty tasty. Yeah. Yeah, not saying I want to be in there with him. <laughs> yeah. um, what's your strategy this year? <sighs> strategy. So... My strategy is um, to try not to lose, first of all, too badly. Um, no, I basically, Brad has this idea that I'll be able to come up with a kind of money ball solution in the way that we've got accountants down there. And they, they've got all manner of spreadsheets and a pie chart saying you know if it's raining a bit in Sunderland this person's going to do better on Thursday night or whatever it might be um I actually did do a statistical analysis and looking at the law of averages what players you need to pick to win the draft you need 1900 points to be in with a shout mm -hmm. you've got 16 players but only 11 of those are going to play week in week out so you need 11 players who are going to be scoring an average of about 160 points. There aren't many of those players. There are 13 of us picking picks today. I can tell you right now, exclusive to the podcast, you cannot win the draft on draft night. It's impossible. The only way you can win the draft is following each week and looking at which are the informed players and grabbing them at the time during the season when they're going to be scoring you the points. It's not possible to get the dream team to win the draft. You can't do it today. So get a couple of players like that if they're available mm -hmm. and then spend the rest of the season each week trying to figure out that person's going to be informed for the next couple of months. They'll, they'll grab me some points. That's the way to do it. Can I do that? <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> so this is a more like a long-term strategy over the course of the season rather than getting it all out. And draft I, I mean, I try and do my best job on draft night. Yeah. And you always, you you know, the second you make a decision, you're like, really, have I just done that? That's a, that, was a, that was a terrible choice. What am I, okay, fine, whatever, next, next minute. Um, I try and get a team I'm comfortable with. And then I'll try and see what comes onto the market, who's free, and who I can pop in wherever. Yeah. But there are no guarantees. It's it is really tough. And you've got a lot of people there with a lot more football knowledge than me. I'm a bit of an outsider. I haven't got enough football knowledge, you know. Yeah. Hence, my first ever pick being Leighton Bates. <laughs> they mentioned him on the radio. And he had a good season, so, you know, yeah. fair enough. But, yeah, my strategy is try and pick a couple of decent players... Don't embarrass myself today and then keep an eye on what's going on. And if I can improve things, I will. Simple as that. Perfect. Um, so who, who's your biggest rival this year? Anyone that has some football now? 
oh god I said your house that's, <laughs> that's a Yara thing um, they're all down there talking each other up about this player or that player and everyone comes at it from a completely different angle my my rivals are probably people like Marcus who would be a steady sort of mid table that's the kind of level I want to you know pitch myself at the guys I went to school with, of course, you got rivalries there. You go to drama school with someone for all those years. You want you want to bury them. <laughs> so, Phil having the wooden spoon this year—that's a result. And if we can have that again next year, hey, that would be amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, the things like that—you get those little rivalries. Uh, Bromit is the other Yorkshireman, although he's not really. Uh, so, the Yorkshire Bowl is kind of usually between us as well. So, the Yorkshire Bowl. <laughs> Um, and what would you give to win the draft? What would I give? So, Brad asked me if I'd be happier to see Manchester United win the treble again or win the draft. And uh, that's a really, really hard question. So, I might be committing sin right now and saying I would give up a United treble to win the draft that's a that's quite a big that's, thing that's a yeah. big thing that's a big shit no, I might want a United treble that's going out on the podcast no <laughs> and final question how many times are you going to draft Aaron Ramsey so I have I actually have a list here about Aaron Ramsey I know all of his nicknames now as well as his real name but and don't tell the others mm-hmm. I actually found out he is no longer in the Premier League this season. So, I'm a step ahead of the game. <laughs> Me? He thinks he thinks that I'm his biggest rival. <laughs> Mate, I won Spirit of the Draft this year. I was third in the league last season. His, his objective is to stay out of the catering zone. And he thinks I'm his biggest rival. Bring it on, mate. I'm going to smash it out. Well, I'm glad you're taking it well. Um, (laughs) Also, one of the funniest things for that I cracked up is when Zach goes, so uh, what's your strategy this season? And Melody says strategies if it's a completely new word. So it's the first time he's ever thought about (laughs) having a strategy about anything. It's like, (laughs) It's like, what is this? (laughs) Strategy? Um, Yeah, that was a new concept for him, it sounded like. Uh, party's getting a bit raucous in the background by that point. It is. It is hotting up. You can hear Yare banging on about the cerebral assassin. <laughs> yeah, listen closely, he definitely says it very loudly. Um, when I suggested to Melaloo about giving up a United treble, granted that he's from Yorkshire, I sort of meant Leeds United, but um, <laughs> he's taken it upon himself to support a team from across the... Is it the Pennines? It is. It is yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, less said about that, the better. So... He's gone for the underdog card there, really, hasn't he? Yeah, he's play. He's like, if you want to, <clears throat> if you want to follow an underdog for the season, follow the melody. Or me, by the sounds of it. Or you, <laughs> you're going you're, intense battle at the bottom. Yeah, but, um, yeah, but yeah, he's, he's, and you don't have the training as a chef that he has. I know. Yeah, I didn't. I, that's very. You <laughs> are very good with a barbecue. Though, Thank you, mate. But I don't want to be in this kind of. Yeah, he mentioned Wolf being a chef. Wolf was basically like. A pastry chef. Cordon Bleu. It's like the the epitome of like chefing. You've got to be a pastry chef. It's so difficult. It's like science. Melaloo cooked burgers in a pub pub kitchen. (laughs) Wolf's going to be livid. (laughs) Wolf will be a bit angry. Melaloo is a good good chef as well. He is very good. Um, We just. Yeah, before he hears us ripping up his cooking and never cooks anyone ever again. So, Marcus, three down. Next up is... Jonathan Wolf. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How confident are you this season? Uh, yeah, confident. As long as I, uh, boys will probably say that I complain a lot about bad luck. Uh, having Kevin De Bruyne out last season. Uh, but yeah, confident if I can... But you never know on draft night, sometimes you make bad decisions. But if I can get it right, and I'm confident in my ability to get players in and out. So yeah, confident. So do you think it, you're kind of, um, this league depends on how well you do tonight? Uh, not necessarily. I think you, I think to win it or lose it, yeah. Because if, yeah. if you pick a player and they leave the Premier League or get injured straight away for the season on a big player, then mm. yeah, your season's over. But if it's yeah, but you can salvage it with some good, good drafting. And uh, which player would you most like to sign? Uh, I don't actually know the answer to that because uh, I think it, I think it becomes about who I see are the, the points that people are going for. But if I was to right now, I'd probably say Harry Kane. Okay. Yeah, I think he had a poor season last season, so I'm thinking Harry Kane. Which player is your your under the radar tip? I don't know if he's under the radar, but uh, the Tilly man, the Leicester fielder. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think he came in, did quite well at the end of the season. I don't yeah. know if he's under the radar, but he could be quite one to watch. He's going to be your pick. Okay. Possibly. Um, which uh, individual player will score the most points? Um, I'm going to say Sterling this season. It'll be, I think, it'll, again, it'll be between Sterling and Salah. I think just about Sterling this season. I think Salah might get a bit knackered. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if not you, which, which drafter do you want to win? Um, hmm. Meds. Okay. Meds. Because yeah, yeah. he doesn't stand a chance. Uh, yeah, Meds. That'd be funny. Meds. <laughs> Good luck, Meds. And uh, which drafter do you not want to win? I mean, definitely Bradley. <laughs> I mean Bradley, yeah. I mean Bradley has won it once, but I wasn't in the league when he won it, so Got technically it. he's never won it for me. Um, yeah. So yeah, because if he won it, it'd be like two times and ah. yeah. so yeah. No one's had a two time yet, have they? No, no. Mantle's come close, so yeah. Yeah. And uh, which drafter do you most want to see finish in the catering zone? I'd like a bottom three of. Brad, Mantle, and um, Phil again, because it'd just be funny, Phil always finishing the bottom, yeah, because I could make fun of him a lot. <laughs> which, which drafter do you think will win? Uh, difficult to say. I mean, like, Mantle was always up there. Brad will be up there. Um, Bramit's had a season away, he, he'll be up there. Andy, yeah, there's a few will be up there. Uh, Pete's terrible at drafting. He'll be in the catering zone, definitely. Uh, Yaro will be at the bottom, definitely. Um, I would say me first, Bramit second, Mantle third, and yeah, catering, Bradley and Phil. <laughs> so, Pete. What, what, what's your strategy this year? I don't, I don't actually have one. No, I don't know. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm just going to suss it out when it starts. I, I genuinely don't have a strategy. That's cool. I do that. Who's your biggest rival? I don't know. I suppose the people that I feel most threatened by is probably Mantle and Bradley. I think. Okay. Interesting. And uh, what what would you give to to win the draft? Well, I'm giving twenty pounds. Uh, <laughs> give my time during the season for drafting. Um, what, do you want me to say something like my kidney? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, other people have said they'd give up, um, you know, a certain... I give up alcohol or... for four days. Okay, that's cool. Three and a half or four days. <laughs> that's, okay, well, it's on tape now, so... <laughs> six days then, six days, six days. <laughs> yeah. And uh, final question, uh, what is it that attracts you to injury-prone players? <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Brad, for that. Um, well, I, I think... That's not the case. I think I've just been unlucky. I mean, Kevin De Bruyne was unlucky. 
But sometimes with the players that are injured that I go for, it's just taking that chance and someone that you think will come back and smash it. Um, got to take a chance. And one day that chance will pay off handsomely, very handsomely. Johnny Wolf there. There he is. He was um, concise. He was to the point. Concise. Well. I, mean, I thought he was very open. Yeah, he was. He was open. Very vulnerable, mate. You know, sort of suggested. Oh, he'll hate that, won't he? He will, but I think he'll feel better for it, knowing. <laughs> yeah, he's like a like therapy. Yeah. Right, yeah. Zach was Zach. his therapist. <laughs> yeah. He didn't realise it, but he became that. It's interesting, like, he go, he's, he says, oh, yeah, he says something like, oh, yeah, people always think, you know, say that I, I go on about being unlucky, and then spent the next five minutes talking about how unlucky <laughs> he's been. I think you can hear like, the hurt in his voice from all the injured players that he's encountered <laughs> yeah. over the years. Um... Yeah, uh, interesting concoction of people he wants in the catering zone. Yeah, um, there was there was you, Pete and Phil, basically like two of his two of his best friends, and Pete um, for some reason. And Pete for some, some reason he's got a beef or some with Pete. Yeah, I think the bit of truth that we can take from that there's a few nuggets of truth in yeah. there, but the one is that. Him saying that he doesn't have a strategy. He certainly doesn't draft like he has a strategy. He he, he didn't he didn't draft anyone on the night for, for ages. ages. We almost got to the end of the first session. He had yeah. no names on the yeah. board, and then he picked up the last yeah. two. Um, what's interesting about his interview and Melalu's is they Melalu stated categorically, "You cannot win it on draft night." Mm-hmm. Whereas Wolf seemed to, if I remember right, he seemed to sort of almost say the opposite. He was like, "You've got to have like a good draft night." It feels like Wolf has had a lot of drafts where he's come away and gone, oh, no. Yeah. And then hasn't yeah. had a chance yeah. in the season. But yeah. to reiterate, he does love an injury. He does love an injury. I'm just looking at player. his team now thinking, who is the poor player that he's drafted Even if year? they've got a perfect record of fitness Bobby. up until now, yeah. they will, I promise you, they will get injured this season. I'm looking at I think it's going to be... Could have, he could have Wolverine in his team and Still Wolverine good. would have a season-ending... <laughs> Uh, season-ending uh, injury. That brings us to next up. The man who everyone's been talking about, he's certainly been mentioned a lot. Big favourite in a lot of people's eyes. Dan Mantle. Here we go. How confident are you this season? I was just saying, actually, that every year that I just feel like everyone takes it more and more serious. So I think to myself, ah, I've got no chance. But somehow I seem to blag my way up there, um, and so so this year I don't know. It's just always wide open. I mean, Yare gives it all the big and every time. Every you know we sit in the garden. Yare gives it the big and um, starts chatting about players and stuff, and that sort of gets you work up, worked up. But ultimately, my chances, I guess, previously are pretty high. But I don't know. I'm quite modest with it. Modest. To okay. be completely honest. Yeah. And uh, which player would you most like to sign? This year, I would like Aubameyang. I think this year it will be Aubameyang. I tried to get him last year, but I just thought he went for too much. But uh, it turns out he didn't go for too much. But Aubameyang, I think, okay. this year for me. Which player is your under-the-radar tip? The Aston Villa... Hori Hain or... I, okay. Yeah. The Aston Villa lad. Yeah, yeah. I think he plays. The, the problem is, I think he plays. I don't know too much about Villa, but this last couple of days I've been digging him out and, and Sheffield United and Norwich. And um, Hori Hain, how, how you say it? He's defensive mid, but he takes all the set pieces and penalties. So I'm, I'm sort of got my eye on him as my underdog. Also, McGinn. McGinn. McGinn, <laughs> whatever. He's pretty uh, high up there too. Which individual player will score the most points? God, I'm hoping if I get Aubameyang, Aubameyang. <laughs> um, Aubameyang, I don't think Mane's going to have the same season. Um, Salah is going to be up there. Uh, Sterling, he's had a good pre-season. He could, he could be up there. Harry Kane's always up there. I don't know, it's just sort of too unpredictable with injury. Harry Kane, he were, you know, 17 goals last season, the lowest he's ever had. That's still good for someone that got injured. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't have not have him in my team. Um, but I, I would go up there and probably say Salah is probably the most obvious, to be completely honest. Yeah, he's been the most popular. I, I think so. so. I'm just a bit... You'd love to have him in your team, but... 
with this new auction thing, I know we spoke about in previous podcasts, um, I think everyone's still getting to grips of how to work the auction most effectively throughout the team. And I know sort of money balls um, chat about myself. Personally, I caught on to that quite quickly in the sense that putting all your eggs in one basket may not be the best idea. So we'll see how Salah goes. And if we're, you know, if he's touching around 15 and it's slowing down, I might have a little little, little nip in. We'll see, <laughs> 55, I'll probably go with that as well. So Okay, good to know. If not you, which which drafter do you want to win? Is that is that an answer that I've got to answer? The question I've got to answer. <laughs> yeah. um, who would I like to win? I, obviously, I'd like... I'd like someone that's never won it before to win because I would not like someone to uh, win it twice before me. Yeah. I thought Andy's on paper. Andy's team last year was great, so I think he's got. I think he's got it to win. So I'd probably put Andy there. Okay. His his team looked good on paper last year. So if he if he if he does the same thing, whatever his plan was last year, if he does the same thing this year, I think he could be uh, be up there for sure. And uh, on the flip side, who do you not want? Uh, I don't want Bradley to win. I don't want Pete to win. I don't want uh, Phil to win. I don't definitely don't want Yare to win. Uh, definitely 100% want Dutch to win because then he'll be back to back and, and, and I was eight points off that. Um, yeah, that's it, isn't it? So anyone that's won it before, basically. Okay, good. 100%. <laughs> and uh, which drafter do you most want to see finish in the, the catering zone? Harsh questions, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who made these <laughs> up? But, um, I, I don't know. I mean, Meds is always in it, so you can't say Meds, can you? Uh, if it, you know what, <sighs> who would I like to see in the catering zone? I, I don't have an answer to anyone anyone other than me how's that there we go Great answer. anyone yeah, yeah. other than me <laughs> so which drafter do you think will will take it this year and will win who do I think will win does that include me yeah I guess I mean I guess well if my if, if what I've got in mind works out hopefully I will win but you know going back to the previous question I, I, I like Andy Twin he's a good lad and he's like I said on paper last season he had a plan, it just didn't work out because of the Lukaku situation. Um, it would definitely uh, up there as my, my favourites, for sure. And uh, what, what's your strategy? Um, I think, you know, every year, I've been thinking about this, every year I learn something new. Um, I used to not watch any football until I've watched Match of the Day. And then I go onto my WhatsApp and I've got 329 messages. <laughs> Yeah, 300 from Yore. And and then all the transfers, all the best transfers are over. So, you know, I, I then decided that I'm going to have to be more on the ball with with um, watching games, seeing what comes in. Um, I, my plan for this year is... Just, you just got to keep on at it. You just keep, keep going on throughout the season. I'm just going to keep... Making sure that, you know, one year, the, the year I came first, year I came second, Harry Kane, I had in my team. He wasn't playing for the first team. I took him out. Phil took him in. Phil won the league because of Harry Kane. And it's, it's decisions like that. If I make a decision, I've got to stick with it. Mm-hmm. And and very much so is, is going to be definitely the plan for this year. Okay. It's just to stick with my decisions and, and have faith in them, really. Okay. Uh, who, who's your biggest rival? Anyone with a star on the budge. <laughs> I think Bradley, I, to be honest, I think Bradley's, uh, Bradley's a big rival. You know, he makes some very, I'm trying to not say the word nouse, he makes some very nouse decisions. Um, you know, Harry Kane, gate of the trade last year. Very, it was a good trade to be fair. Um, I, you know, give him a bit of stick on WhatsApp, but I thought it was fair. And it's just decisions like that that I think if Harry Kane didn't get injured, Wilson didn't get injured, I thought I honestly think uh, Brad would have been in the mixer for this year, just gone. So if this year coming, um, I think Brad will probably be up there as a big rival. Okay. And what what would you give to win the draft? What the hell? What would I give to win the draft? 
yeah, my hipster status that Matt, Matt Brummett's trying to get. I don't know, but yeah, you know, you can have that, Matt. You can have that for me to win the title again, 100%. Final question. Uh, have you been working on your WhatsApp chat in pre-season training? Matt, I get too much stick for this. A lot of hate. For, for, for our new listeners out there, my WhatsApp chat's probably not the best, but I don't think it's that bad. Yeah. Pro- probably... Probably not say too much this year is probably the best way to uh, <laughs> to to better my WhatsApp chat. So having firmly renewed his season ticket on the fence there, he's, uh, <laughs> he's so on the fence. Daniel Mantle, um, going to point out the fact that he deliberately gives the most vague answer about strategy. It was literally as we were listening to it, I literally shouted at you. It's like he's been media trained. It's like, <laughs> yeah. And it's no surprise he watches Match of the Day and that's like his staple because every time you see like this amazing match and then they come out and they say the most like on the fence. Oh, you know, we're just happy to win the game. Yeah, yeah, just you just scored five get, goals. You just won player no, of the match. Just happy to get three points. Just happy more for just the team. Happy for the you know, team. No. Happy for the fans. No, happy you're not, the mate. Fans. You got five goals. You almost got, you always got two match balls. That guy was like on the bench. Was he just happy for the fans? Is he or was he disappointed not to be playing? Also, what was quite good... Or not what was quite obvious, and if you listen back to it, mm. he's like, "Oh, you know, I just, I just sort of see how it goes. I just see how it goes." But he's clearly the most competitive drafter we've heard so, so yeah, far. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, no, so I just see how it goes that you couldn't dare <laughs> did. to like give up any sort of like insight into." Didn't his tell us his tactics. No. Was like, would did not want anyone that's won it before to win it again before him. But I hope that we get more of the truth. Out of Daniel Mantle as we move yeah, on, as we too. as the season goes on, he just needs to open up. You know, come on, come on, just come let on, Dan, What are you hiding? What are you hiding? What are you, what are you hiding? Oh, all will be revealed. Maybe. Well, maybe if he ever gets, <laughs> yeah, gets off the fence. fence. <laughs> okay, that leads us on to uh, our next drafter, <laughs> and what a drafter he is. Here comes Meds. How confident are you this season? Uh, I'm very confident that I'll be in the catering zone again because uh, I'm rarely out of it in the six years I've done previously. Um, to get outside of that, I might start pretty well and then I don't really keep up with the news of what's happening, <laughs> yeah. which is my downfall a lot of the years. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. So as long as you're out, out of the catering, catering zone, you're I'll be very happy, yes. And uh, which player would you most like to sign? I normally sign Welsh players because that's who I've heard of before. So I think Daniel James has signed for Man U, so I'll probably try and sign him. Yeah. And then I, I'll need a forward of some sort, maybe Salah. I might go big for Salah. Yeah, okay. Just to wind up, maybe I'll <laughs> Yeah. And uh, which player is your under the radar tip? I haven't got one. I don't know the players <laughs> yeah. well enough to do that. That's fair enough. Yeah. And uh, which individual player will score the most points, do you think? Um, I think um, Harry Kane will be back on form this year. Okay, cool. And if not you, which drafter do you want to win? Um, I'd like Marcus to win this year. Okay. I agree with that. Amazing yeah. Marcus. So. <laughs> nice and easy. <laughs> yeah. Which drafted on the flip side do you not want to win? It's always fun when Yare doesn't do very well. Always fun when Bradley doesn't do as well as well, especially when he's kind of there and thereabouts, but can't quite get across the line. So Great. Bradley or Yare. <laughs> and um, which drafter do you most want to see finish in the catering zone? <clears throat> I would love to see Bradley in the catering zone. <laughs> um, yeah, just to see his frustration and anger. <laughs> That would be great. And um, which drafter do you think will take it this year and, and win? I think Pete will be back on form this year. Okay. Yeah. I think I think he's got it in him to win again. And um, do you, do you have a strategy for this year? If so, what what is it? I'm just gonna cross my fingers <laughs> and enjoy the ride. <laughs> yeah. That is kind of my strategy. I, even though I have done a bit of research this year and ask a lot of mates. Yeah. For help, I've got a list of people, so I'll be ticking yeah. them off. So I've done more prep this year than I've ever done before. So this could so. be your your year. Yes. It, yeah. <laughs> it could be my year. Yeah. And um, who's your biggest rival? Do you think? Um, 
Mel, um, and no, just Mel probably. Is there, there's always a close fight between both of us. <laughs> what would you give to win the draft? Um, I would give a lot. If somebody wants to name something, I would give that <laughs> up. Or whatever. I would love to win it because I know what everybody else's reaction would be <laughs> if I managed to win. Last question. How well do you know Bradley's Kitchen? I know Bradley's <laughs> Kitchen very well. I think I've, I've, I've uh, catered four, maybe five times out of six. So... I'm a dab hand again around everything now. I keep forgetting how little um, spices and condiments he has, which is always a little slip up. But yeah, I'm pretty good. That's I think it. every all the boys are really happy today. Yeah, yeah. again, <laughs> and my wallet is much like that. <laughs> Meds to win. Meds to win. He comes across. He's just lovely, isn't he? If you listen carefully, you can hear the extent of Meds's football knowledge leave the room and close the door behind. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a moment where he's asked a couple of questions he throws out the names that he knows <laughs> and then it's just, the door closes and it's that's, it. <laughs> that's funny I did wonder what that was that was slamming the door there you go Med's there ladies and gentlemen tell me if you haven't fallen in love with him I, you have a heart of stone I am I really if I don't win, I'm going to change my answer for you. If I don't win, it's got to be meds. Come on, meds. <laughs> so, uh, short but sweet, Medea Llewellyn. Next up, our defending champion, Neil Dutton. How confident are you this season? Um, I think as every season, I'm quietly confident. I think the early season I wasn't, first season into it, I come to draft night, did not have a clue what was going on. Obviously, they've been doing. I think I've been doing it. This is my fourth season. They've been doing it for about three seasons beforehand, and they were they're all mad keen football heads. And I mm-hmm. I like football, but that, I just come in, and I felt way out of my league. So, um, yeah, fairly confident. I'd like to try and hopefully be the first person to win it twice, but oh, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. So. And um, which player would you most like to sign? Um. Oh, that's a question. Um, I don't know. I think Mantle, Mantle's got a good system in the fact that he has um, a well-balanced side. So I'm not kind of pinning my hopes on one person. Last season, the drove down here was absolutely hell-bent, set on signing Sane and didn't get him. And as a result, he uh, not as a result, but he was not very good in the season so I was mm-hmm. pretty happy in a sense that in hindsight I didn't get him so I haven't come with the intention of getting anyone I kind of treat draft night as a bit like a game of poker in that you can't have a game plan and be set you know that's who I'm going to get because you'll be uh, you'll be disappointed so um, I think I'm going to I'm really keen on Mane because uh, last season he was just consistent so maybe him cool. uh, which player is your under the radar tip Oh, I don't know. I don't know whether it's um, because I'm a West Ham fan. We, I don't know whether I'm quietly confident in that. I think we're going to have a good season. So you like to think that being a fan of that team, you've got a little bit more insight than other people. Um, so I don't know whether under the radar, but I'm keen to sign um, a couple of our midfielders possibly. So, I mean, Anderson isn't under the radar, but... A lot of people just talking outside then in the in the usual annual pre-draft chat that we have. There's a lot of cloak and dagger and a lot of, yeah, just things people say just to kind of play mind games. But yeah. I think I think Anderson, a lot of people weren't too aware of last season. He'd done quite well, so maybe someone like that. Okay. Which individual player do you think will score the most points? Oh, that's a... Um, I think you struggle to go beyond Salah again because he proved it two seasons in a row. Um, I think normally when that happens, players' heads get turned by, say, like, you know, big Real Madrid or Barcelona or something like that. Like Coutinho, two great seasons, the heads get turned, but I think Salah's pretty set and he's, yeah, I think he'll do it again, to be honest. If not you, mm-hmm. which drafter do you want to win? Do I want to win? Um, I think I think Andy possibly. I think he's um, he's 
I don't know, he kind of puts a lot of effort into it. He's very consistent. I think um, he's won Spirit of Draft before as well, so I think he's well-liked. And um, like I say, he does put the effort into it. So I think if he would win it, it would be a popular choice, and I'd, I'd go along with that as well. Okay. And uh, which drafter do you not want to win? Do I not want to win? That's very personal. Um, um, I can imagine, I don't know, I feel bad saying it, but his name might have come up a few times, but... A lovely guy, draft would not be the same without him, but I think Yare almost uh, could be taken down a peg or two if he was to come last, but I think he'd go very quiet on the group chat if that was the case, so yeah, I think Yare. Which draft did you most want to see finish in the catering zone? Um, I got introduced to the draft pretty much through knowing Pete, and there's always, you, the people you know closer, there's a bit more banter with than that, and mm-hmm. so... Um, Pete always, yeah. When when he won, I was a bit disappointed, um, and then when he was then finished runner up the next season, it was absolutely brilliant. So uh, <laughs> if he could finish down there every season, that that keep me happy. Yeah. Has he ever done the catering zone before? Um, yeah, he's doing it today, I believe. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. So I don't know whether he, I think it's for a technicality though. I think he was maybe finished near the bottom, but because we had a dropout, he's. Take it on, but yeah, he's had wooden spoon before. So, in fact, I picked him up from his, and I had to bring the wooden spoon with me. So, is the wooden spoon here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen the wooden spoon yet. I'll get it. Um, <laughs> it's out in the back garden. I'm pretty sure it is. I, I think Pete got out. So, and I need yeah. to see the trophy as well. Okay, yeah. Um, here. Which drafter do you think will win? It's it's really difficult. I think Mantle, or yeah, Dan is always up there. I think if you beat him, you got a good chance of winning. He's, he's very consistent. I think they were saying in the podcast that there's maybe one season he's not finishing the top two. So I think you'd be uh, stupid to bet against him. What, what's your strategy for this year? Right, this is, so I'm current champion and a lot of them will hate me for saying this because they, they go to town. I mean, they talk about it in the lead up. They have spreadsheets and data analysis and all kinds of you know, theories on how to draft and I'm kind of laissez fair turn up, I have a few people that I like but just see how it goes, so my strategy Pete mentioned that he doesn't think I have a strategy and he most would be right, so yeah I kind of, you know, I like to think I've got a fairly broad understanding of football I come in on draft night and see what way it goes, basically Is your strategy more in like the long term rather than getting it all done in the yeah, I Yeah, I don't get uh, they again they go so in depth that they will look at the fixtures that are coming up and they'll pick people dependent on that because they're going to change them around and I kind of think I like a team that is settled you know I'll get mm. criticised for having someone that just plays every single week but I think you need that in there and then you need your luxury players that are going to get you the points so yeah. a rounded team would be my strategy most probably Who's your biggest rival? Um. With regards to winning or just a general rival? I think so general rival. General rival, yeah. it would be Pete again. You know, if I have, I like my first benchmark is to finish above Pete and then most probably Yare. But I think Yare is better than Pete. So to have Yare as a benchmark means I would finish above Pete. But yeah, it's definitely a little rivalry there. What would you give to win the draft? Um, what would I give? That's a good question. I mean... Uh, my champions video pretty much summed up the um, sacrifices you have to make for the draft and uh, in it I allude to my marriage being on the rocks business going downhill childcare not being the best and it's obviously not that extreme but <laughs> it, it, it's, it can be quite full on you know it's you're involved you you take your after ball you will inevitably drop down the league so essentially you give up uh, a lot of your spare time for it but it's not in a bad way you know like today it'll be a long day today but i love it look forward to it all year um a bit rich from dutz to call us all football heads given that his head is the one that looks most like a football (laughs) oh bradley (laughs) (laughs) i wondered where you're going with that then i was thinking oh he's um i mean the, the, the thing that made me that turned my head is when he said that he thinks the RA is better than Pete. I don't think Pete's going to be happy with that. Is he wrong? 
silence from Marcus as he sits on the oh, fence really... next to Daniel Mantle. Is there <laughs> enough room? Sorry, let me just shift up on that fence, Mantle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like his good, steady tradesman's answers, really. Yeah. You know, he's talking about having a solid lineup, a few luxury players, as he calls them. Yeah, no strategy as well. I mean, yeah, no, that's not true. Um, he also, it's the most like, it sounds the most like a footballer we've had so far. It's like he, it's like listening to Five Live and be, it's like them interviewing an actual footballer. When right, he came right. On. Just that sort of tone, that sort of ca- casual, like you said, laissez faire. He's probably got a weight off his shoulders now because he's our current champion. He's the defending champion. He's probably a bit more relaxed than he's been in the, yeah. in the past. And also, he is relaxed, but also listening to him, listening to Mantle, like listening to Yare, just how much it means to them to be the first person to win it twice (laughs) or to to be to win it back to back. Well, it's such an honor. It'd be such an honor. I mean, imagine the celebrations. I can't. If someone does that. There's uh, six people in line to be able to do that at this current stage. So there you have it. The first instalment of draft day it's a long day there's a lot to get through but i've loved it loved it first lot of interviews done exciting enlightening interesting i've loved tapping into the minds of my fellow drafters the way zach just got in there you know got into the the, the tangled webs he's, of, he's sort of he's he, people are like unwill, unwittingly opening up to zach yeah as ever we would like to thank our producer zach brown our photographer, Will Coben at wcobenphotography.com or at wcoben. We'd also like to thank uh, CJ Pandit. CJ Pandit! <laughs> for the brilliant music um, that you hear throughout the podcast. We'd like to thank lovely Kate Bellamy for her artwork at kate.may.this and we'd like to thank Acast our wonderful friends at Acast for hosting our podcast. We are forever grateful. Thanks for hosting us, Acast. And thank you guys for listening. Until next time, draft safe.